let's uh, turn our Bibles, please, to the book of Ruth. And we're going to pick up our series on Ruth on the evenings, Lord willing, for the next couple of weeks. And hopefully, we'll get it done before the end of the year. But I appreciate you coming here this evening. And uh, if not, at least you're here bodily, not in spirit. But um, I'm going to say I'll, I'll be as quick as I can tonight, but I don't want to get your hopes up. So, But let's turn our Bibles to, to Ruth chapter 3 and appreciate your faithfulness to come along to church tonight. And as we've, um, we've been covering this sort of here and there over the course of the last couple of months, um, we're up to part nine. So if you're, you're not up to where we're at, um, you can look at all the other eight that we've already looked at. But um, I feel like we're, this is where we need to be. We really covered chapter one, and, and chapter one really is a, a chapter of decision and determination. And we looked at the situation that Ruth and Naomi found themselves in, in the, in the, uh, the desperate need and the, uh, really the... the, the the desperation that they found themselves coming back to Jerusalem. And then we looked at chapter 2, where really, really it's a chapter of grace and gleaning, and we saw God's grace, how it brought them out of their situation. And now we've seen that there was a, a meeting of, uh, between Ruth and Boaz, who we recognize as a type of Christ, the kinsman redeemer. And the story progresses now. And, and we see that over the course of chapter 2, as Ruth goes along and shows her devotion and her commitment to the Lord and, and really a little bit of faith and understanding in, in how God provided through the Word of God and how God provided through the Scriptures, the, the gleaning in the fields, we see that really Naomi from her bitterness starts to turn around and how really when it comes to it, our testimony of grace can flow into the lives of others and help even transform their outlook and their perspective. And so we, we see that and we pick up the story now in chapter 3 and read verse, uh, verses 1 to 5. So follow along with me. Then Naomi, her mother-in-law, said unto her, My daughter, shall I not seek rest for thee, that it may be well with thee? And now is not Boaz of our kindred with, those, with whose maidens thou wast? Behold, he winnoweth barley tonight in the threshing floor, Wash thyself therefore, and anoint thee, and put thy raiment upon thee, and get thee down to the floor. But make not thyself known unto the man, until he shall have done eating and drinking. And it shall be when he lieth down, that thou shalt mark the place where he shall lie. And thou shalt go in, and uncover his feet, and lay thee down, and he will tell thee what thou shalt do. And she said unto her, so in response to Naomi's advice, all that thou sayest unto me will I will do. And she went down unto the floor and did according to all that her mother-in-law bade her. So chapter, uh, verse 6 there. And we, we see that, that really this, this, this passage of Scripture, this chapter starts with a continuation of, of what Naomi understood the situation to be. And it's, it's amazing that Ruth really who... Had, had been the recipient of the blessing of the, the gleanings and the extra gleanings even of barley that, that Boaz had given, didn't get, didn't get what was happening to her. She, she didn't understand that this was something special that, 
that Boaz had taken a great interest in her, and it took, the, it took Naomi, someone who was her mother-in-law, someone who had a parentage toward her, someone who really now has come out of that sense of desperation to seeing God working in another's life. But here's the thing about Naomi. She had great experience in seeing how God works. And it was, it was now her turn to give some sort of counsel and some sort of direction to Ruth about what was happening in the situations of her life. And, and I thought about how, how really for, for those who have some, some experience in, in parenting and understand your heart for your children, it, it's often the, it falls to the parents, doesn't it, at times to sort of help those that God has given us to recognize God's do, doing and dealing in their lives. And, and really what we find here in this chapter, it's going to be a chapter of occasion and opportunity. That there's an occasion here that, that Ruth needed to understand and Naomi had to help her understand and that there was actually an opportunity here that God was opening up for Ruth. And, and I, I thought about the things that, that Naomi was, was saying there and it just, just it, it, it touched on this, on how, uh, you know, sometimes moms have a great intuition into how, what things are happening in their, in their children's lives. And how sometimes because of that, that, uh, that sense of desire to want to see something happen in, in their life, then we start to recognize more than the other how God is working and how we need those who are in our lives to help us discern and understand the occasions and opportunities in our lives. And I think about my own, uh, my own journey. There's been times where I've been in the middle of something and, and there's been an opportunity presented to me that I've never, I didn't fully comprehend, but I'm glad that I had parents who had some experience and some knowledge of how God works, and I was able to then uh, be helped by them to recognize what was the occasion in my life, what, was it, what it was that was actually transpiring, that it was actually an opportunity that was coming along that I couldn't miss. And I, I remember those times where they instructed me through that and times where uh, I sat down even with my pastor who, uh, who obviously had a lot of experience and had gone through some things and at times where I, I sought their counsel, his counsel in, in just trying to interpret and trying to understand what was actually happening in front of me. Because there's some things that weren't so obvious to Ruth that was quite obvious to Naomi. It was quite obvious to Naomi that Boaz was, was interested. It was quite obvious to Naomi that actually this was a, this was a, a show of, of favor toward Ruth. And this was an occasion that, that she couldn't miss that she had to go through a certain way so in order for it to turn into opportunity. And by the way, the only reason they got to a place of opportunity was because of one's devotion. And if, uh, if I can say to you tonight, if you want a life full of occasion and opportunity where you see God working, you're going to need to be someone who's firstly devoted and committed to Him. You're going to need to be someone who just makes up their mind that regardless of the situation, that actually the best choice that you can make is to trust God. And that you have to put your life in His hands and trust His way. And you know what you're going to find? You're going to find a life full of occasion 
an opportunity. That you're going to intersect, God's going to intersect your life through to, to people who are going to be critical along in your journey. And you know, you think about the situation here, this was, a, this was going to be a relationship that, that Naomi saw was going to be critical in turning their life around. And I think about the times when, when earlier on I was trying to discern God's, God's leading and God's way as far as, you know, my, my future life partner. And there were different, uh, different situations where I sat down. And I remember the particular one, uh, we, uh, Azariah and I, we were starting to get close and we had it developed a good friendship. And I thought maybe there's, this is who God would have me to marry and, and someone that I could start to get to know a little bit better. And I remember sitting down with my mom and I told her, Mom, I think I like Azariah. And she said, good. Man, she's faithful, she sings, she's beautiful. And she said all of those things and she said, don't stuff this up, all right? <laughs> and man, that's what I needed to hear because I couldn't see the occasion and, for the, and the opportunity for what it was. And sometimes you need to go to those who God has, has, has used and God has let, uh, let go down the, the path of life a little bit more to help you understand the occasions and opportunities of your life. And, and by the way, I'm very glad I listened to my mom, all right? And I'm very glad that there were those in my life through God's grace and, and God's, God's placing that God put along to help me discern the occasions and opportunities of my life. And yet, what do we do with those? How do we approach it? And what we see in, in the responses that we, we read there in the, in the Scriptures, we see two things that, that help us to take hold of the opportunities and occasions of our lives. And I think what we find firstly here in, in Naomi's response, uh, are, and then also Ruth's response, are the two critical things when we think about the opportunities and occasions in our lives. And the first one I want you to note here is, is really Naomi's response. And after the description that Ruth gave Naomi, notice her, her, uh, Naomi's response to Ruth. Then Naomi, her mother-in-law, said unto her, My daughter, notice this, Shall I not seek rest for thee, that it may be well with thee? You know, the, the, first, the first thing is this, to have a positive outlook. You know, Naomi's response wasn't to just question or doubt, she recognized immediately God's working and she had a positive outlook. You know, sometimes, sometimes, um, sometimes uh, young people can, can come to us and others can come to us and, and if we're not observing ourselves and we're not ourselves looking at how, how God does work, rather, how God doesn't, rather than not how God doesn't work, there's times where we might miss out in giving the right kind of advice and the right kind of perspective uh, to those that are actually seeking it. You know, there's, there, there ought to be a sense in us that God can work and God does work. And, and you know, on many occasions where we would have some sort of, uh, some sort of youth camp or some sort of conference, and, and oftentimes young people uh, at, at those times respond to the Word of God and respond very clearly because there's, there's an occasion there where they've got an opportunity to really listen to, to the Bible and listen to the Word of God being preached. And many times uh, I'll advise those young people, go, go to your parents, tell them about what's happening and you, you're thinking, well, you're, you're, their parents are in church and their parents are part of the church, 
family. But it's so disappointing at times to, to hear back a, a week or two later that they've told their parents and their parents have poured cold water all over the decisions that they made for God. And it's almost like, well, God's not working in my life, so why would God work in your life? And listen, uh, in, in Naomi's life, she started to see once again that God was working. And parents, I want to say, it starts with you. It starts with those of you who've got some runs on the board, so to speak, to understand and then have a positivity about the fact that God can work. And God does work. And, God, and, and she began to unravel for Ruth, and her desire was that it would be well with her. It would be well. And she began to advise her about, well, here's what you need to do. Here's what you're not seeing, Ruth. Here's what you're not understanding. And she's seeing how God is working in uh, in, in Ruth's life, and Naomi gives a positive outlook. You know, too often when we face an occasion or an opportunity, uh, the immediate thing is to think about what things can go wrong. But actually, it should be about what things need to be done and what, need, what steps we can take. And, and she needs to help her understand what the opportunity was and what it meant. And no, notice, again, Naomi recognized this occasion, this opportunity, and she made a plan. The mindset was that this was a moment to take. The mindset was that this was an opportunity to be valued, and, and she, didn't, uh, she shouldn't squander it, and she didn't focus on what can't be. She focused on what could be. I think about this, uh, this quote by uh, a, a preacher of yesterday. He says, what is the difference between an obstacle and an opportunity? our attitude toward it. Every opportunity has a difficulty and every difficulty has an opportunity. And what, what Naomi started to bring to, uh, to Ruth's attention was this opportunity and what it meant. And sometimes, you know, when, when we're, we're sitting and we're, we're talking with others about how God works, we need to help them understand what the opportunity means. We need to help them understand what the implications are. We need to help them understand what, what this, this could mean and how this could work out. And so the opportunity and what it meant, and then also in verse 2, what the occasion needed. And because every occasion and every opportunity needs something different. Notice verse 2, And now is not Boaz of our kindred, with whose maidens thou wast? Behold, he winnoweth barley tonight in the threshing floor. And she's beginning to explain to, to Ruth, the details of the occasion. This was Boaz who's interested in you. This was Boaz who already told you dwell uh, amongst his and dwell in his field. And, and this is what he's doing right now. And she was very familiar with the culture. She was from there, unlike Ruth. Uh, Ruth was someone who married into the family already. And if you know the story, you understand that they had, uh, she married in, she was an in-law. Uh, she, her, her husband, who was, who was Naomi's son, had, had perished and died um, in, in, uh, in Moab. And, and so they find themselves back here. And so what we find is, is Ruth wasn't familiar with the customs and the, and the ways of that, uh, that culture. And so what she was trying to help Naomi, uh, Naomi was trying to help Ruth understand was what the occasion needed, what it needed. And, you know, there's many times where we help, our, our help those that we're, we're trying to disciple or trying to train or trying to raise for the Lord. 
there's times where we put them through different situations to help them with different occasions, right? Sometimes, sometimes you're sitting with someone who doesn't know how to do a job interview, right? And so you know you need to help them understand how to best prepare for that. There's many times where I sat with, with those who they're just, they're just starting out in ministry and they're just starting to figure out what it's about and, and you sit down with them and you say, look, this is what you need to do in this occasion. This is how you need to dress. This is how you need to address those that you're going to come across to. And you prepare them. And, you know, this week we just had the time to head over to the National Baptist Fellowship. And, and I'm trying to, as best as I can, over the course of my, my travels and that, I'm trying to bring one of my kids. But you know how it is. You're, you're alone. And I, I wasn't traveling with Azariah this time. So I was completely responsible for my youngest, Jaden. Right, so what, what did I do? This was an occasion where there was going to be different preachers. There was going to be an occasion where there was going to be different ones that he was going to meet. And so what did I do on the plane? We rehearsed. Why? Because I wanted him to make the most of the occasion. I wanted him to understand that this was an important thing. And it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's an honor and a privilege to get to meet other servants of God. Because I wanted him to understand the gravity of the time that we have together, that we're going to have fun but we're also going to take this opportunity to be, try to be a blessing and a help. And so we sat, and, and as we sat together on the plane, we, we pretended. I'm, pretend I'm Pastor so-and-so. What do you say? Hello, Pastor so-and-so. My name is Jaden. And, you know, I watched through the course of the week how he did that over and over again. But I'm so glad I prepared him for the occasion. All right? He, he didn't go, and he didn't just turn around. He didn't go. And, and sometimes we've got to rely on others to help us understand what, what that occasion requires, what that opportunity that it entails and what's needed. What are the customs? What is right to do? And what the occasion needed was the prescription that Naomi gave. You know, the occasion needed action and not just, not just, uh, not just any which way. It needed to be approached a certain way. And many times when we come into our lives, into different seasons and different occasions and opportunities, when we should have been prepared, we were ill-prepared. When we should have sought some counsel and advice, we didn't. And so what we find is in her, in her desire to help and desire for her daughter-in-law to be well, for this to work out for her, she helped her understand the occasion. But... Really, it was based on the experience she had. And the experience she had was, you know, experience can be both a blessing and a curse. You think about it. It's a blessing in many ways because you go through it and you learn. But it's a curse at times because sometimes we deal with it in a negative way. I think about the 10 spies. They, they came away with a bad experience of the land. And so they came back with a, uh, an attitude of fear. And good experiences can help encourage us. But bad experiences can greatly hinder us. But where experience is useful is in both ways if we do this, if we learn from them. And, and what we find, you, you remember, again, Naomi understood her plan because she was one who had been married. She was one who had married off two sons already. Do you think she knew how men worked? I think she did. She had some experience. And I'm so glad for those 
again, and I hope you're glad for those in your life that God has put who's got some experience and have learnt from some experience in their life. And I want to ask you, for those of you who are the experienced ones, then help and have a positive outlook. But, but share your experience. Share your understanding. Share your understanding of, of, of how you've seen God work in your life. How you've seen God just, just put in the details of your life and share that. And, and she understood as a woman, as a wife, as one who raised two boys who ended up marrying she was now helping Ruth with what she understood and how this was going to work out. And don't forget to look at what God has already done in others and maybe even through in your own life and perhaps see a pattern there. In 2 Samuel chapter 7, verse 8, I think about David, Now therefore so shalt thou say unto my servant David, Thus saith the Lord of hosts, I took thee from the sheepcote, from following the sheep to be ruler over my people, over Israel. You know, David was likened to a shepherd because he was one. David had experience in that, and, and so God used that experience to benefit the work that he had for him. And I, I think I see that in, in my own life. I see the patterns that God has used. And, you know, there, there's been many times where there's been occasions and opportunities that that I was trying to discern whether that was a good opportunity or, or, or occasion for me. And, and yet now, coming, uh, coming away to, to many years of, of ministry and life a little bit, I understand there's some occasions and opportunities that aren't for me. And I've begun to understand the, the pattern in my life. And, and so often, God, uh, there's something in me that wants to start something new. But God's never allowed me to start something new. No, not really. You know, where I've seen great fruit is when God has brought me to something established. When, when I took on the youth ministry in our church over in Sydney, it was already established, but I took it to another level. That's just my pattern. That, that's, that's how God's worked in my life. I've seen great fruit that way. And so when I see, uh, I see pastors particularly who have taken on a new work, guess, guess what happens to me? I get really excited. <laughs> and I gravitate to those, and I, I sit down and I talk through why? Because that's where I've been an area of fruitfulness in my life. And what I'm saying is, is Naomi was able to have a positive outlook because she's done it before. And maybe there are those around that you're seeing happen, something happening in their lives that you've seen happen before. And the only way you know it's happened before is because it's happened to you. And you can help and you can reach out and have a, have a positive outlook, help them not miss out on the occasion and opportunities that God has given them. But then notice, secondly, and um, I'm going, doing pretty well. I might just pause and take a bit of time, but no. But we'll continue on. Look at verse, verse 3. She says, Wash thyself, therefore anoint thee. And again, all, and put thy raiment upon thee. Get thee down to the floor, but make not thyself known unto the man until he shall have done eating and drinking. And so, she was asking all the, telling all these things, again, based on her experience. But notice the second thing that you need if you're going to take on, uh, take on the opportunities and occasions God's given you. She said unto her, now Ruth responding, all that thou sayest unto me, I will do. And she went down unto the floor and did according to all that her mother-in-law bade her. Here's the next thing, not only a positive outlook, but secondly, a cooperative spirit or a cooperative attitude. 
you know, that's the thing about counsel. That's, about, that, that's the thing about gleaning experience is that you might hear it out, but will you do it? Will you cooperate? And there's a cooperative attitude that Ruth had. And, and you, you think about who was most at risk here. Ruth was most at risk. It was her that was going through it. And yet the risk and reward there, there's, there's great risk, but there's great reward. And yet what we find is, is her willingness to trust. She said, all that thou sayest unto me, I will do. And again, it's interesting now that it's Naomi who was giving the counsel. Where it used to be that Ruth, just a chapter earlier, was giving the encouragement. And Ruth didn't have the attitude that Naomi was no longer a valid advisor. She gave grace. And it, it occasioned in her a respect enough to listen to a needful voice in her life. And after Naomi's advice and, and counsel, we see that Ruth goes ahead and pursues it. And yet Ruth was the one that had it all before her. If the plan worked... And if this worked, then, then Boaz was going to be her rescuer. If it didn't, then she was going to face rejection. And yet, she, she had a great trust in, in the experience that was given her. And that's, that's really the manner of which we ought to take godly counsel. You know, when we observe a fruitfulness in another person's life, and we observe that they've, they've done something that we're seeking to do, then there ought to be, there ought to be a, a sense of trust there and a sense of, of what God has done in them, God can do in me. You know, there's many times where we just want to blaze our own trail and, and want to try it our own way, and, and yet there's so much to learn from the reproofs of life. You know, there, there's, there's, great, there's great need for, for, for us to understand that and then have a cooperative attitude or spirit. You know, sometimes in pursuing an opportunity, we, we have to put ourselves at risk. And so we better read the occasion correctly. We better understand the opportunity. You know, I, uh, one of the things that, that, again, leading up to when we we're going to get married, of course, you've got to get engaged first, right? And one of the things my, my uh, Azariah told me, she doesn't want a public engagement. And, you know, you, sometimes you watch those YouTube videos of, of guys publicly in sports stadiums and all of that and then getting rejected, all right? And we all sort of, like, laugh at that. And it's a bit funny. It goes viral. But, but sometimes people misread situations. They misread occasion. They misread opportunity. Why? Because they don't know. They, they've not understood and they've perhaps not gotten the... And yet so much that we do for the Lord is risk-reward, isn't it? So much we do. We, we go out and we try to evangelize and we hope for the best. We hope that they will accept Christ. But so often, more, than, more often than not, what, what happens? There's a, sometimes a rejection and we risk some humiliation. And we do that when we disciple and we work with someone and, and, and perhaps at the end of it, it just goes out the window. There's risk-reward. You, you commit to something, it doesn't work out. You follow your calling, it's not what it, it was cracked up to be. What I'm saying is that's faith. It involves risk. And yet, good counsel, experience, wisdom, 
helps us discern what to do with occasion and opportunity. But only, it only works if you cooperate. It only works if you come alongside. And what we see, firstly, is she, she obeyed in faith. You know, she had no idea of the result, really. She didn't even know what was in front of her. And yet, she just knew this was what she had to do. And uh, I'm saying doing things by faith has a great reward. Right? Hebrews 11:6. But without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. He's a rewarder. And, and brethren, don't, don't you think you will gain reward? Don't think that you will gain reward without faith. And Ruth approached this opportunity with faith, risking it all. And what, yet what do we do? We want guarantees. And yet God's put a process, God's put, a, put something in place. It's called counsel and advice. She trusted the advice. See, she did according to all that her mother-in-law bade her. In fact, specifically, she went down onto the floor. And we'll explore a little bit about that next time we, we get into the book of Ruth. But she trusted the advice. She honored the experience. She honored the counsel that was given. And when we go with counsel from the Lord, we, we see blessing. And we, don't, we go, go and we trust that God will bring us through. Right? The Bible tells us, Proverbs eleven fourteen, where no counsel is, the people fall. But in the multitude of counselors, there is safety. And so I want to say, especially young people tonight, how do you want to tackle occasion and opportunity? I want to I say to you, get to those who have some experience. Help them, help, allow them to help you recognize the occasions and opportunities in your life allow them to give you some wisdom about, you know, sometimes we want to travel down two roads to figure out which one's better. The fact is we're only one traveler, as a poet said. And so how do we go down that other road? We ask counsel. We get to those who have wisdom and get to those who've gone and they've, they've, you've seen some fruitfulness in their life. And, you know, too often we try to figure out how the opportunity will transpire and we go with our own judgment. And what do we do? We don't take God's counsel. Or we don't take the counsel of others who've already walked down that road. And the Bible tells us in Proverbs 1.5, a wise man will hear and will increase learning and a man of understanding shall attain unto wise counsels. And what we learn as we think about this, this chapter now of occasion and opportunity is that we're going to need those that God has given us who know how God works. They know how it is because they've walked it, they've seen it, they've been fruitful in it. And then at the end of it, what we see is we need to have a cooperative spirit. And, you know, that takes some humility. It takes some humility to go, you know what, I, I didn't see that. Okay, so I'm going to trust that if I do this, then it'll work out. And I love the spirit of Naomi she said, I want, to, I want to do this so that you can rest and it be well with thee. And I hope that's, that's your heart as, as those that God has given some experience, given some entrustment, that that will be your heart for those that, that God is using you to minister to and to help, that that's your heart, that it'll be well for them. And so tonight, as, as we get into the chapter, um, that, that's really it. We need to take counsel and we need to, um, to just honor those that God has brought along our way to help us 
so that we can recognize the occasions and opportunities in our lives. Let's pray. And Father, we, we're thankful again. Lord, we're thankful that you do give us occasions and opportunities in our lives. And, and Lord, it is, it's incumbent upon us to, to know how to behave ourselves wisely. And yet, Lord, so often how we arrive to that is just by way of others and by way of those who've gone down and seen great fruitfulness and great experience. And Father, have learned from it and then, Lord, can, can communicate that and communicate the wisdom that we need, Lord, so that we can take the, the, those, those events in our lives, Lord, the way that they need to be taken. And so I pray that you'd help us this week. Maybe it's this week that we're, we're going to have an opportunity presented to us. I pray that we would seek out those that would have godly and wise counsel in our lives. And then, Lord, that we might rejoice in the working out of those occasions and opportunities. And so we thank you, Lord. We praise you in Jesus' most precious name. Amen. Thank you, Pastor. Church, why don't we stand? We'll close with the verse of our best. <laughs>